Welcome to Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. Thank you for your service. All right, everybody out there in podcast land. Oh, we made it through another month. June is dead. And hopefully with it, the coronavirus will soon be behind us. Well, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of spikes in cases and things like that, so maybe I'm wrong. Um, but uh, New York is doing okay. We seem to be doing all right, and uh, that's, that's a good thing. We're opening some stuff up. You're starting to see things uh, catch up uh, to almost a normal summer, barring the masks and social distancing and all that. Um, and hopefully that leads into everybody having a great 4th of July weekend. So it's the Friday of 4th of July weekend. Uh, I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July. I hope you get out there, enjoy your family, but be safe. Uh, don't do anything stupid. Uh, you know, uh, be smart about, uh, how you attend parties and things like that. You know, the reason that maybe New York is doing as well as it is, is because I think a lot of people are practicing good social distancing and, and they're wearing the mask where they need to and, and that type of thing. So let's keep that up. Um, for the rest of the country that might be going through what New York went through, uh, you know, a month or two back, um, just stick through it. Uh, you know, you'll get to the other end and, and we'll get on the downward slope of this thing. So, again, as we go into Fourth of July weekend, I hope everybody is uh, safe and happy. Spend time with your family, barbecue, have a couple beers, uh, light a campfire, do some s'mores with the kids. But all in all, just enjoy uh, our country's birthday, and uh, you know, uh, remember what you're celebrating out there. We live in the, the greatest country in the world, and, and as long as we keep it up, uh, it'll stay that way for uh, a long time coming. Uh, so uh, we have a great interview for you this week. Uh, I'm real excited about it. Uh, we recorded it actually uh, earlier in the week. And uh, just a wonderful woman trying to do some great things for the veteran community and also the first responder community. And, and she even dives into to, uh, really helping out horses and things like that. So, uh, you know, I just really loved what she had to say and really loved the mission that she's on to, to help our community. Uh, so I really hope you enjoy the interview. And we'll, we'll get to that just in a few minutes. Um, I want to say that uh, we ran the dog tag run. We ran the Murph around the lake and loved both of them. Actually, my cousin, who is the head coach of the wrestling team out of Penn College, joined me on the run. Uh, we did the four-mile on Saturday for the Murph around the lake, and we had a blast doing it. Uh, we were a little winded afterwards. I haven't ran four in a little while, but uh, we did okay. Our pace wasn't too bad, and I think he had fun and I had fun. Uh, and uh, I actually just got back from the park. I was taking my daughter over to the park to have some fun before she went down for her nap so that I could sit down and record and edit the, uh, the podcast properly. And uh, there was a gentleman getting out of his car, and I thought I noticed around his neck that he had one of the buffs that were sent out from the uh, Murph Around the Lake run. And, you know, I looked over at the guy, and then I saw he was wearing the bib. And I was like, oh, cool. I said, uh, you know, hey, I just ran it on Saturday. Good luck good luck running. And then I noticed that out with him out of the car came a portable oxygen system. And so we got to talking real quick and uh, he was on oxygen. He is a Marine veteran and he was out there walking the four miles for the Murph run around the lake. 
And it just struck me as if, if you have an excuse that you're not out there running or exercising or doing the things that you want to do, whether that's exercise or just playing with your kids or whatever the case may be, you look at a gentleman like that on oxygen on a hot summer day, humid as all get out, at a park almost in full sun, and this guy's going to carry his oxygen tank with him all the way around as he walks four miles. Now, if that doesn't uh, speak to the spirit of uh, the veteran community, I don't know what does. So for that gentleman, I didn't catch his name, unfortunately. I tried to find him after the fact. I actually wanted to get a picture with him and and his name, but I couldn't find him uh, along the track. Uh, But to that gentleman, uh, that made a quick impact on me, man, and uh, you're awesome. And and I, I appreciate what you're doing out there. Uh, For everybody else, please get out there. Join some of these races. We have July 11th, the uh, Airborne Tri-Team 5K. Uh, That's another virtual run. Uh, It's going to be whenever you can run it after the 11th, so you have time to do it. If you can't do it that Saturday, you could do it another day. Um, but there's still time to sign up for these things. They're mailing out their stuff, I think, on the 6th of July, so if you get your – registration in prior to that you'll probably still get all your swag and all that kind of fun stuff in time so you know like i said there's nothing holding you back get out there enjoy this whether it's running that 5k or whether it's taking your kid to the park and and getting physical and getting out there um do it it's a great time of year uh and i hope that you take advantage of the weather and a little bit of the um, relaxation of some of these restrictions uh that we've dealt with for almost the whole winter so uh, get out there, enjoy your family, and, and, and enjoy some of the programs that are out there that you can get involved in and, and give back to the community. And I wanted to just state, uh, well, state, say that I am a proud member of the veteran community. Uh, I hold my status as a veteran very high, and I, I, it means a lot to me to be part of that community. And I think that uh, everybody out there who is a veteran should know you're part of an amazing, amazing history, uh, an amazing community, and we are doing awesome things out there. I know a lot of times we talk about some of the negatives and some of the problems that the veteran community is going through, but you know, as we talk about those things, that's to help people. But I also want to highlight that the veteran community is doing great things every single day. We're business owners. We're mentors. We're uh, coaches. We're uh, just people that work in our community providing services every single day. Um, And you should be proud to be part of that community. You should hold the term veteran very high. Uh, I I definitely do. And I'd like to just keep seeing us do just tremendous things for our local communities and the veteran community as a whole. I'm planning on doing an episode in the upcoming future on veteran businesses, and I'm hoping to maybe get somebody on to talk about starting a veteran small business. Um, But also I want to highlight some of the businesses that I frequent um, and that are veteran-owned and tell you about some of the products out there that are created by veterans that you can support. Uh, So that's going to be upcoming. Uh, As always, uh, you know, as I say all these things, please follow us on Instagram uh, at Bulletproof Veteran. Uh, you can find our Facebook page, Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. Um, you know, we're still putting stuff out. Uh, you know, I put out silly posts. I put out serious posts as well. Um, but I try to get information out the best I can to everybody so that, uh, you know, in between episodes, we're still providing a little bit of content for you. Um, and again, like I say all the time, as they ease things up, we'll do more. 
All right. I have uh, uh, aspirations to do a lot of different things with this platform. And hopefully, uh, as they ease some of these restrictions, we'll be able to really do some uh, fun things for the entire community. So, like I said, as you go into Fourth of July, remember you're part of an amazing community. You're uh, all of you out there. Uh, take advantage of the status that you are, that you're a veteran. People look up to us, and uh, we can dr be a driving force in our communities to do really good things. So um, just wanted to say that as we as we go into uh, another holiday weekend. But um, all right, enough of my chit-chat. Let's, uh, let's hear from an amazing person doing amazing things for the veteran community uh, with uh, this week's interview. All right, Bulletproof Veteran is back this week with a great interview. Um, we have with us today Eileen Shanahan. She is the founder and president of Warrior Ranch Foundation. Uh, this is a Long Island-based organization that deals with um, so much, not so much just PTSD, but just providing a service to veterans that that need a little helping hand and need a little bit of purpose. She also provides this same service to uh, first responders. So uh, for the first responders in the community, you're also uh, eligible for this program. Uh, and it's a really unique uh, program. I don't want to spoil too much of it, so I'll, I'll introduce Eileen. Eileen, how are you doing? Jason, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, and the reason that I say that it's unique is, and listen, there might be other programs like this out there, but I had never heard of one like yours. I've heard so much about service dogs. Uh, you know, emotional support dogs, things like that. Um, I think everybody knows that kind of genre of organization for veterans. Um, but that's not what you're doing. What? So walk me through a little bit of what your organization does. Sure, sure. Um, well, through Horse Interaction, we provide a safe haven of health and well-being for veterans, first responders, their families, and horses. And we do have a special focus on those that have PTS, but any and all veteran first responders are welcome. And we have a twofold mission. First and foremost is our veterans and first responders. Second, we rescue horses. And we have an incredible equine specialist who provides, who will retrain the horses. And then what we do is we teach our participants, the veterans and first responders, the basics of horsemanship. And they help us after that horse is deemed safe, they help us with the day-to-day -day exercises with these horses. And what that does is it proves that training of this horse is transferable and okay. makes that horse that much more adoptable. So we are honing in on the natural instincts. I mean, our veterans and first responders are incredible people. They're out there every day serving, protecting, rescuing, helping us with, uh, you know, enjoy our freedoms. So they are now, we're honing in on their natural skill set and talent and desire to help. So they are in turn helping save the life of this horse. And whether they realize it or not, that horse is helping them get That's through their day-to-day -day life. So yeah. it's that, it's that kind of that that relationship that that veteran or first responder builds with the horse that's yes. the that's the therapy portion of it for the veteran and yes. then like you said that's that rehabilitation for the horse that allows them to either return to you know 
their home or be adopted if they were rescued from, say, uh, you know, horse racing, something like that. Correct. Yes. And the being around a horse, it's very incredible. It's like the, there's that saying, the outside of a horse is uh, good for the inside of a man. And, and that is, it is so true. There is something so magical and magnificent about a horse, um, just in the simple grooming of the horse and just that touch and feel of the horse. It, it, it just helps. It's, it's a magical experience. And also, if you are able to sit and, and control a thousand pound animal, looking at its hindquarters and making those hindquarters move, that empowers you as a human being. And a lot of people, um, the folks that have PTS, what happens is when you suffer a trauma, the vagus nerve, uh, I'm going to tell you in layman's term because I'm not a mm-hmm. neurologist or anything, but the vagus nerve shuts down. And there's something when you start doing these activities with, this, with the horse it opens back up and you start to feel empowered and you just, you start to relax. You, um, you just start to learn more about yourself. When you work with a horse, you have to be 100% in the moment with that horse. And that's basically all a matter of safety first and foremost, but also the horse mirrors whatever energy you're giving off. So for example, if you have a lot of high anxiety and you start going near that horse, that horse is going to sense that. So what you have to learn is it's the beginning of learning self-awareness. You start to breathe, take deep breaths and you breathe. And then that horse will start to relax too. So you can, you have to manage your energy level. Like there are times that you have no idea that you're giving off certain energies. That's what we've been learning with a lot of our participants. They don't even realize the energy that they're they're giving off. Uh, I can tell you one funny story is that, you know, it was one individual, uh, maybe it's not so funny, but they, they, Mm -hmm. they thought they were walking around with a big smile on their face every day and all happy and peppy. And when the person did speak, yeah, they were very smiley and happy and everything like that. But when you're in the military or you're a first responder, especially in the military, you're trained to have this stare, you know, this very serious stare. And, um, and, you don't lose that, I guess, because then when you go home and now you're back with your family, this person, this individual, their kids always thought that mommy was mad or there's something wrong with mommy, but she had no idea that she was had that look about her. And right. she started to become self-aware when she came to Warrior Ranch. She started to become self-aware of her, what she looked like um, or her behaviors or her emotions with, you're not even realizing it because once this person went through the, the retreat, uh, we decided to bring in her family as well to see if we can heal some of the family. And that's where the kids started to realize what mommy went through and mommy started to realize what the kids were seeing. And that helped heal that family there too. I know I went off on a little tangent about how the horses heal, but, um, that is what happens. The, the energy that you're giving off, the horses will respond directly to whatever energy you're giving. So you have to be aware of that and change that and breathe that and learn to relax. Well, and that's, I think, a very, something that's very important. I, you know, some, some recent interviews that we've done on this podcast, we've been focusing a little bit on PTS recently because June is PTSD Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And so the past few episodes we've done have had a little bit of a focus on that. And, and one thing that we keep hearing time and time again for veterans is, is that, you know, it's twofold. It's, it's that lack of mission when they get out 
It's that there's mm-hmm. go, 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 and then they don't have that mission when they get out. So there's this steep drop off, and they ha- and a lot of people don't know how to deal with that or how to refocus that training or that energy. And then the other thing is, is that the military teaches you to to hold in a lot of emotion because you can't be emotional in certain situations, especially high stress situations. So you hold everything in. Let's, let's put on a happy face or put on a, on a stern face that doesn't show my emotion outwardly. And I think it's really interesting that that horse mimics that and allows you to kind of identify what is going on internally and, and get past that, you know, shutting down that emotion and actually deal with it and learn to relax around the animal and you can see it in the animal. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it's, it is, it is amazing. And that we found what's very interesting is because as a civilian, um, I, I come from a family of military and, and okay. first responders. I personally did not serve, but uh, I've just been brought up to give back and it's something I feel very passionate about. Um, but as a civilian, when I hear someone had, this is where I became educated. When I hear that someone has PTS, I was like, oh my God, it must've been, you know, they saw somebody and I'm not negating. I mean, you would think something tragic happened and I'm, uh, like if there was an explosion or they witnessed something, uh, of course. but that's not necessary. I've learned that that's not necessarily the case. It, it's like what you were saying. There is so much structure every day and then you're in that structure every day and you're like a rock star, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. being, you know, you, you have this important job and it's that structure every day. You knew what you had to do. You got that task and you got that job done. And then you come home and you don't know what to do. And and then that, that you suffer PTS from that as well. You get that anxiety. And um, it's just something that we learned that um, is just leaving that structure and what I want to get to, it's almost like the parallel with a racehorse. That I would race agree, horse, yes. Yeah. That racehorse is trained to run, run, run every day. Run, 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 run. Now, when and a racehorse, their career is very short, and, and that's if they make it, if they don't get injured. It's, it's, you know, it can last seven or eight years, but horses live till they're anywhere from 20 to 40 years old. You right. know, there's, there's a long range. So then what happens to that racehorse? So again, that racehorse is treated like a king or a queen, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's off the racetrack, and what happens? It doesn't know how to behave. It doesn't know how to stop. I mean, we need we need to have um, a horse that stops. It can't run all the time. We don't want a runaway horse. So what happens is, again, we have an incredible equine specialist, Tony Simonetti, Simonetti Training. He's outstanding. He can take that racehorse, and he does what we call a round pen session. And uh, so it's in a safe area. It's in a safe, confined area, 60-foot round pen, and he will train, retrain that horse. And he begins in a round pen session. Our veterans will watch that, and they actually totally relate because that horse initially is, like, freaking out a little bit because it's got so much anxiety. And he's like, who is this guy? What am I doing? And then all of a sudden, you see that horse relax because he starts to realize that, you know, Tony's not going to hurt him. And the more you relax the less pressure he's going to put on you. Cause like he'll put a little bit of pressure to make the horse run and ask him to do a few things. And then all of a sudden, when, once that horse starts to learn to trust, it starts to relax and our participants witness that. And they actually experience something very similar. 
I was going to say that's that's what I think a lot of veterans need too is that that trust that that level of I can release a little bit. I can release my emotions in front of this horse and in front of the people that I'm around right now. And I have trust that it's okay for me to do that. That's okay. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've seen it happen over and over again and it's very powerful. And, um, it's, it's a little funny because a lot of times folks will come to our program. One, um, they hear about us because usually another veteran will tell them, you know, hey, you got to check out Warrior Ranch. And of course, there's some resistance because they don't know who we are or what we're about. And they'll come in with their arms folded, like, and we'll say, hi, how are you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, what's up? Well, I'm mm-hmm. just here because I was told to be here. And uh, I don't know, I don't know what you're going to do for me. And we're like, oh, that's okay. You know, we're just going to have fun today, you know? So, but by the end of the day, they're smiling, or even halfway through the day, there's a big smile. Like you said, they learn to relax and trust. Because that's what we're there for. We're there to it's we're there for the sheer purpose of having them just purge, just relax and purge. You know, we don't want to sit and analyze you or anything like that. We want you to have a good day and to feel good and feel comfortable and start learning to become self-aware of yourself and that you can trust other people. You can talk to other people. Yeah, I, and that's just like I said, that's just so important for for the community and for veterans just to, to understand that there are places like this, they can go where they're not going to feel like they're sitting in a psychiatrist office and they have to, you know, unfold their baggage to a person, you know, where that has its place. I'm not taking away from that. And listen, some people need that on a regular basis and they should have that if they need it. But other people may just want a place where they can go and let their guard down and let their emotions out a little bit in a, activity that's calming and allows them to have some purpose. And I think definitely you're providing that. Right. Well, I want to say we refer to our organization. We're a coping method. You know, we would never tell people don't see your therapist. That is very, very important that people have someone to speak with in it, but we're an outlet. We're a coping method for sure. And we are specific with veterans and first responders because they're like, it's like-minded folks, you know, and, and there's a lot of camaraderie. So after a retreat, we sit, we sit, we have lunch and you have generations of veterans, you know, the Afghan, Iraqi wars, Vietnam, and even Korean. We have an 87 year old Marine, Jean Lippman. She is awesome. And uh, she'll come and she, We'll move that horse back. You know, she'll be able to, she can do some of the exercises. With I bet us, she's with the toughest her. one out there. She <laughs> is, she is a spitfire. I love Jean. She is great. And, uh, and she loves it. She tells her grandkids, I'm going out and training horses today. You know, she's, she's just outstanding. And, That's great. Uh, but, but on the other flip side of that for our second part of our mission, now just imagine a mother comes and sees all these people working with that horse and all different ages and it says, hey, you know what? I could put my kid on that horse. And that makes that horse that much more adoptable. So again, we're going back to uh, they have a purpose. There is a purpose for why they're coming to Warrior Ranch. You know, it's because what I have found is, is our veterans, they want a purpose. They don't want to be, they don't want people to sit and look at them and just say, oh, it's amazing to me that, you know, when you say thank you, they're so humble. When you say thank you for your service, they're so humble. They don't want to be 
uh, treated different, but they want a purpose. They want to do something, you know? That's all. That's, yeah. that's time and time again. Every interview that I do with somebody that works with veterans, whatever organization it is, that's what you hear time and time again is, is veterans don't want pity. They don't want no. handouts. They don't want free stuff. They want a purpose. They want to be a part of the community and they want to benefit other people. Or in your case, I'm sure that the, the, the joy that a veteran would have if their horse gets adopted, knowing that mm-hmm. the work that they did got that horse adopted to a good family and that horse is going to be happy and safe. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. That, it, that would just have to be amazing. It's it's what they say that they love about the program too. It gives them a purpose. I mean, there are over a hundred thousand unwanted horses in the United States. So in this program, we now have America's heroes rescuing America's icon. That's our slogan. And, and they do, they, they enjoy it. And it's, they have a purpose, like I said. And the other thing I want to bring up too is it's very important for programs like this and, and other programs. There are other fantastic programs out there for our veterans. There's sailing for veterans, music for veterans, pause for veterans. There's so many other great there. You know, we're not the only one out there, but we all support each other and they're fantastic and they're needed. Um, we have 22 veterans committing suicide every day. That's the number. And with every quote unquote successful suicide, there are 25 attempts of suicide. Yeah, so I think you that's take a statistic. That, I think yeah. that's a, that that doesn't get talked about enough. Right. That doesn't get talked, you know, right. because I think everybody focuses in on that 22. Right. But th- there's that other number. There's that other number exactly. And it and that number is astronomical and it's the slow deaths that people are doing every day. The, you know, you know the drinking or the uh drugs or whatever that and I'm not saying that everybody does that so please don't mis- no, misrepresent no, definitely that definitely not but but there is a group that does there's right. people that self medicate and it doesn't even have to be through drugs and alcohol right. they could be self medicating through um you know uh, emotional issues self medicating mm-hmm. through you know acting out wh- yes. whatever it is you know that it it's everybody's different exactly exactly but there there's there's a need for programs like this and other programs because uh Again, I can't emphasize enough. These men and women put their lives on the line every second of every day. So you and I can sit here and chat right now. You know, we're sitting here chatting. It's a freedom that we all have. And, and, and they, the, and the police officers and firefighters, our nurses and doctors, they care for us every day. I mean, think about a, uh, uh, an emergency room doctor who one moment comes in, there's a gunshot wound, and this person dies on his table. And the next curtain over is an eight-year-old boy who has to get stitches in his chin. He he's got to imagine that emotional roller coaster. It's it's you yeah, know, it's a, and especially so, now with everything else that's oh, going on in the yes, world, I, know. I can it's, only imagine yeah. the need for programs like yours mm-hmm. to to be out there and, like you said, be that coping mechanism, mm-hmm. be that release that's needed for these just extremely high stress situations or people coming back from high stress situations. Yeah. And, and I have to say, we've had about, we've had 30 veterans and first responders come through the program. We're pretty young. You know, we've mm-hmm. been, uh, our first veteran and first soldier and first, uh, horse went through the program late 2015. Uh, okay. Al- James Allen Pennington, fantastic man, U S army. And then uh, red, it was the racehorse uh, from McGowan stables. 
Um, that was the first soldier and first horse to go through the program. We started development before that, but that was the moment the first soldier and first horse went through. And, um, then we were, we became an official nonprofit in 2016 and, uh, and have been developing and growing ever since. And it's been a wonderful experience and we've had, you know, every branch of service come through, uh, and, uh, it's just, it's just been incredible. There's the support we've been getting, uh, from our veterans and from the community has been very overwhelming. Uh, we have some great people in, in the organization. Like, again, I've mentioned Tony Simonetti. He's not only yes. the equine specialist, he is the vice president. Maureen Anderson is the secretary of the organization. And she's also our communications director. Joan Nolan is our treasurer. Kevin Ainsworth, uh, is on the board. He's uh, our attorney. Steve Castleton, have to give big kudos to him. He's a board member emeritus. Uh, he helped us. He continues to help us. Uh, he's uh, just an incredible individual uh, helping us guide our way through government, you know, and, um, and, always, and there's always government. There's always government. Right, <laughs> there's right, always right, right. government. He's, he's phenomenal. <laughs> and I have to give a special shout out to Jamie Mainzer, who's been a, a key volunteer for us um, and helping out because uh, we recently acquired property. We were licensed now to use property in Calverton. And, yes. Uh, that's how I, yeah. that's how I stumbled upon you was yeah. the, was that beautiful sign. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that thing is amazing. Yes. That's right up my alley. I love yes. good steel work. So yes, I um, works in Southampton. Uh, yeah. An anonymous donor uh, was able to take care of that for us. And uh, uh, just incredible, incredible stuff. The community support has been phenomenal. Um, Island federal credit union has been behind us. Uh, PSEG. Uh, Riverhead Building Supply, Mendenhall Fuel. There so, so many people have been out there to help. And the local um, 290, the Carpenters Union, they are, they've okay. been incredible helping us. I mean, we've had, it's just been phenomenal, I have to say. Yeah, George Salzman, great guy. Uh, but we've had such great community support. Um, and especially, you know, when we wanted to get the property and stuff, you always have, the, again, the government stuff to go through. And we did that, you know, that was that went through great. Um, and when we have fundraisers, Tony Galgano of the Bordy Barn has always been there to help us with some great things. It's just in Ron Campsy, New Moon. There's so many people I can mention. Wow, um, yeah. I mean, there's it, a lot of people I can mention. I'm sure I've missed some, and I hope people don't get upset with me. But know in my <laughs> know in my heart that you are all there. And uh, um, so. but that's great that it's such a it's such a local thing, especially here on Long Island, where I I, I feel like we're such a small community, but we act like we're so spread out and far apart from each other sometimes. And it's amazing how Long Islanders really do when there's something that they're passionate about, they really do come together and you can see that, you know, you're, you're in Calverton, but somebody in Southampton is helping you out. Mm -hmm. Somebody, you know, I'm in Mount Sinai and we're doing an interview, you know, the, the, the community really does come together as Long Islanders when, when we're needed. And, I don't think we get enough credit for that. Sometimes I think sometimes people look at Long Island and they're like, ah, you know, nobody, it's not small town. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's a big areas and nobody really talks to each other. And it's just not the case, you know, no. people are willing to help. Yeah. And I have to say the veteran community, um, at my experience is everybody has been very supportive of everybody. I mean, there are other organizations, um, mission 22, mm -hmm. um, or, uh, oh, I think I said the name wrong, but, uh, and then the five, um, Another, Women Marines Association. There's so many other organizations out there that do support us and we try and support them. 
and Hopeful Warriors too is another one. Uh, okay. So there's so many that were out there. Everybody supports everybody, and it's fantastic. I mean, there's just I find that we've gotten incredible support from everybody. So yeah, um, and that makes your job a lot easier with with being able to do this um, because I'm sure it takes a lot of effort and it, it, it takes funding. You know, it takes, it takes people backing you to, to provide this service to the veteran. Um, now, so t- walk me through just real quick. Um, what would it be like? So say I'm a veteran, uh, you know, I, I served in the air force. I would, how would I get involved? And then what would my involvement look like? How would that progress? Sure, sure. So, well, the first thing you would do is go to our website, warriorranchfoundation.org. Okay. And you go under one of the menus says get involved and you say apply for a retreat. So then you fill out the application. That lets us know that you're interested in being in a retreat. And then once we receive that, we have a, we'll reach out to you um, and let you know when our next retreats are or when, when the retreats are, what day will work for you. We organize, we keep them small. We keep them to about eight, between eight and 10 people tops. Um, because you want that attention. You know, we find that smaller groups are better. And yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Definitely. So then what you do is you arrive that morning. Uh, usually around, we say nine o'clock. So between nine and nine thirty, uh, we, you sign in, you fill out the, obviously there will be release forms and, um, and then we give you an introduction of the, the program, which is we explain the prey-predator relationship between a horse and a human, because by nature, horses are prey animals and humans are predators. And that's um, so by nature, it is a very unnatural thing, by the way, for us to be riding horses. So it takes amazing trust for a horse to allow us on their back because they are by nature prey. So that is why whatever energy we give off they reciprocate because their life depends on it. Their life depends on their, their senses. Their senses are so heightened because if they're in danger, they run. So we teach you about that. And then Tony will do a demonstration of a horse that's hot. You know, if, if we don't have a brand new horse in, we'll, we'll sh- he does show you some exercises with the horse that how he can calm that horse down. And then once the, we know we have safe horses, then we bring yourself in, Jason, you would come in into the round pen. Mm-hmm. We'd show you a couple of exercises to do with the horse and then you start doing it. And then we'd move over to another station and do a different exercise. So we do that. Uh, and, and then you watch your fellow participant do the same type of exercises because you learn from each other and watching from each other. And then everyone sits down and has some lunch and then we go back and that's where camaraderie takes place and people, um, uh, you know, they chat and they share their experiences and friendships develop. And, uh, and then we go back out and do it again in the afternoon. And then we wrap the day up. It's, it's really just like a lot of uh, fun and you get to see the beauty of a horse and you're moving around a 1200 pound animal. So it's really very, it's a simple day. It's, it's work, but you'll, you'll be working. You'll get a little dirty, you know, you know, you getting dirty is good for yeah, you. Getting so dirty is not... good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and again, we try to do this at no cost. We, uh, we don't want our participants to have to pay for this. So as you mentioned before, there is funding needed. So we always are looking for funding and backing and sponsors. And, and again, if um, you have any interest in donating or sponsoring us, a website, warriorranchfoundation.org. And uh, there's a donate button there. So that would always help us out because we don't want them to have to pay for it. They've already paid their price by serving. Right. And country. it also, you know, 
I, 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 the world is the way it is, but when people see that they have to pay for something, they're less likely to take advantage of it. Right. And if you really want people to go and see the real benefit that they can get from the program, it's important for a lot of these things to be at no cost so that you get max participation. But like you said, just because it's at no cost to the veteran doesn't mean it's free. Right. Yeah, there there's is a still, cost. There's still a cost. <laughs> there's definitely still a cost. And we've had some great folks donate. Like Northside Deli has been great to us over the years, donating, uh, you know, lunch and things like that. And um, you know, we we get other groups that that help out with things like that. And even our participants bring. Um, sodas and water and they donate stuff that I do have to say our, our participants, uh, um, Magda Resker, James, uh, Stacy Castro, Kathy Doherty, her husband, Jim. Uh, and I know, again, I'm going to forget people, Maddie Feaster, all these, a lot of these people have come out, um, uh, so, um, to help us build or, or, or renovate the ranch that we're working on right now. So a lot of them come out and help, uh, with, with all the cleaning up of the new facility that we have. So uh, again, just so much going on, so much giving from a lot of people, uh, including so that, our participants. So that was going to be my next question is, is, okay, so you go through the day and say I fall in love with it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, and I, this is the best thing that's ever happened. I don't want it to end. So now what happens? Come on back. You, you just keep come coming back. back. Well, yeah, you keep coming back. And, and uh, right now, uh, we are in a limited capacity at the moment. We're not full-time yet because it's not hundred percent operational, but we are limited. So you just have to speak with us and say, Hey, Eileen, listen, when can we come back again? And we just say, all right, Jason, you want to come back on Thursday? Come on back. And then you come back and That's great. you have to go through a, a full day retreat. So we know that you know how to be, where to be and why to be around a horse safely. So we know, you know what you're doing and that you're not going to get hurt. And then you can come back and uh, there will be, uh, levels of horses like if it's uh almost like skiing you know you got the black diamond the only expert mm-hmm. go to the blue is the intermediate and the green is you know for beginners we will have the horses labeled so you would know that you can only touch and a, a green circled horse you know and i it's funny because i feel funny saying the word a green horse because in the horse world a green horse is a dangerous horse because it doesn't oh. know anything so it's uh but um uh so but a green like label means that you can go and work with that horse and right. um, it's safe. It's safe for you to um, groom that horse, take that horse and groom it. And, or if you know some of the simple exercises, you'll be able to do that as well. So, and it's safe for the horse as well, because you're, you're dealing yeah. with somebody that has a little bit less training. So, you know, they're not going to know everything and, and that horse you don't want something bad to happen to the horse, just like you don't want something bad to happen to the veteran or first responder. So it's good that you separate that out like that. Yes. Yes. And also because, you know, Tony works very hard on training the horses too. So uh, we need to know, you need to know a certain level before we'll let you loose with the horse too, by yourself, you know, because again, we want to keep the training consistent and, Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, you get there, we all get there and it's, it's really it's been really good. And we have people that come back all the time. And, you know, some people come back, they're like, Oh my God, this was great. But because we know how life is, they may not come back for a few months, but they come back and that's fine too. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's whatever it, it, just like anything, it works differently with different people. And, uh, and you can do as little in this program as you want, or as much as you want. If you just want to sit on the stand on one side of the fence and not even go near the horse, that's fine too. 
that's that's just as therapeutic as the person who wants to take the training to the fullest. We have no problem if you don't want to go in with that horse. We can actually do some exercises from the outside of the fence, or if you just want to admire the horse, because just the atmosphere itself is very relaxing. And so, these are all non-riding exercises, even if you yes. do go into the pen. It's all non-riding. Correct. It's all groundwork. Okay. It's non-riding. At this juncture, we're keeping it non-riding. We're you know, Again, we're still a young organization. Eventually, right. we'll get to riding. Like The people who ride the horses are like Tony, myself, uh, Jamie, people who are um, experienced riders. Because um, you don't have to be – that's what I want to – I'm glad you brought this up because you don't have to be a horse person to participate in this program. You don't have to know the first thing about horses. And in fact, 90% of the people have never been around a horse. So it's, um, that's another reason why we keep it to the ground and keep it safe. And, uh, eventually we may pick up a riding program, but not right now. Not so, right now. Yeah. 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 Now, can I ask you a quick question sure. and something that we didn't touch on? Uh, we got kind of deep into the conversation, but how did you come up with this idea? How did you actually start this? <laughs> how did I start this? Wow. <laughs> this has been a dream of mine for, uh, wow, over 15 years for sure. Um, I grew up in a military family. My father was okay. a Marine. My brother was in the Navy. Uncle's in the Navy. Brother-in-law. I got nephews who've been in the Marines and the Army. Uh, and I have brothers who are firefighters, cousins who are cops. My mom is a nurse. So all around. I was the artsy one who went into television. So it was, okay. uh, so, uh, but it's, uh, it's, I've always was taught to respect the military and, and our first responders my whole life. I mean, that's just how we grew up. And, um, I always wanted to give back and always wanted to help. And, and all my whole life, I always did. I, uh, volunteer, and I still do to this day, for the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. And that is a foundation that began in 1962. And my father was part of that way back then. And, uh, you know, I watched what he did over the years. And then I joined him in the late 90s, uh, um, participating and volunteering there. And then after he passed, I came, went on even further into that organization. Um, And, but I always have a love of animals. I love dogs and I love horses. And, uh, somehow I wanted to bring it together, uh, with the military and horses. I, you know, when I got my first horse 17 years ago, um, and his name, by the way, is warrior. Uh, so there is a twofold ah, okay. reason for this, the name of the foundation, um, warrior is a rescue. And, uh, he, he had a real, he had a terrible life. And, uh, and then this woman, Linda had rescued him and I eventually got him. Uh, but he was definitely physically, emotionally abused horse. And, uh, but, and yeah, it's, it's terrible what people do, but that's, that's for another, right, another, yeah. another that can, we can go on about that. We can go but, uh, that so, um, but he's a wonderful horse. I love him so much. And the, the fact that he's now helping veterans is quite a story in itself. You know, he's, you know, he, the fact that he can help people heal too. I mean, he's come through a lot. And um, so, but anyway, I had wanted to start uh, a rescue for horses and combine the military and warriors, my warrior and our veterans and first responders are our warriors in this country. So that's where the name comes from. And uh, so I just initially wanted to start, start it, um, have a ranch. It was like a lottery dream for me. It was like, I have a a ranch with veterans and horses on there and the veterans living there and helping, um, the horses out, you know, as ranch hands and things like that. And I got inspired by that because I saw a a news piece on, um, it was 60 minutes and I saw a weekend, 
that they did in San Diego of veterans that were homeless and they had them, they put them up for the weekend and had them do their revelry in the morning and, and, okay. and they had them do all their things for like three days. And, and, and when I was watching the interviews of these guys, some of them were like, they just needed a chance. And I'm like, well, and that's what sort of started to inspire me to come up with this ranch and help out some homeless veterans. And then as I was doing the research and development, I was speaking to and a specific Marine, James Carr, uh, had said to me, he goes, it's a great idea, but rather than focusing on homeless, why don't you focus on the problem that got them there? And I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, a lot of veterans suffer from PTS, which, and when they start going downhill, he goes, so get them before that happens. Yeah. And get them before the, the, they've kind of not hit, rock, I hate rock to say bottom, rock bottom right. but before they're in a place that right. they can't be brought back easily. And, right. And, and not to say that it's an easy thing to bring them back, but we, we talk about helping homeless veterans and helping people that are already addicted to drugs and stuff. Well, what are we doing to stop it before it happens? Right. That's exactly what he said to me. And that's when I changed the focus and started studying and learning about that. And then that's how, and that's how it got started. Really simply put, Jason, I love my country and I love horses. And that's hey, how two it good things to love. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's really that simple, but it, by the background, it was, might've been a little long winded, but that's how no, I got to where I got to. Uh, and how we now focus on that. And when I, and I spoke with a lot of military people before, you know, over the years, I would say, hey, this was my idea. This is what I'm thinking. And there are other great programs out there that do equine therapy. Once I told them that we're rescuing horses, they went, what? The eyes lit up and said, you mean I'd, I'd be helping that horse? I said, yes. They said, I want your program. And so that's when I started to realize that that's when you hone in on their natural instinct to serve, protect, and save and rescue, that's when I was like, this is, this is what we need to do. And yeah, you got a winner here. Definitely. Right. So, yeah. and then that's how, that's how it began. And, and, and then as, as the research, my sister Maureen helped me a lot. My husband, Jim helped me a lot and supported me. And then in 2015, uh, Tony Simonetti, he knew I wanted to do this and, uh, this, coincidentally, like I always say, God works in magnificent ways. A veteran had called up Tony looking for, to do some training and he happened to be working with a rescued racehorse. And we sat, we talked and we said, all right, let's film this. Let's put this together. Um, and see if it works. And and that was, that was the, yeah. If you go to foxnation.com and look up warrior ranch, you'll see that documentary. So you can go to foxnation.com at this, because it was featured in May. It's still on the system. So you just have to look over in the search box and just put warrior ranch. Joey Jones did the narration for us, did a great job. And, um, sorry, my phone rang now. That's okay. No yeah. worries. So uh, it's not shutting off now. All right. <laughs> sorry. It's going to ring That's in the background okay. there. Um, so, Joey Jones did the voiceover for us, another great American. And, uh, you know, we're very proud of it. And, and that in it will tell you exactly what we do. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that. and that also brought in your full-time job, yes, which what is I, film editing. Yes. And, yes. And that's what you do for a living. Yes, exactly. That's, that's, yes, that's what I do for actual money. <laughs> right? yeah, so, as we always say, this, you have to do something for you money, have to do something for money, <laughs> something to eat, but food on the table is that. And, yeah. um, so, but my passion without a doubt is warrior ranch and I love every minute of it. It's, it's very, it's hard. Believe me, it's not easy. It's, it's, uh, 
uh, and every time you have that moment of, oh my goodness, and you start, you feel like you're hitting a wall and, and you, you know, um, you're like, what am I doing? And then you just, you get a call. It happens every time. And the inspiration that these men and women give me, you know, by saying, you know, I mean, just one day they're like, Hey, I, I'm not feeling good today. Can I come and see the horse? I'm like, come on. Sure. And I, I think nothing of it yet. You're saving the life of that person that day who could have really gone down the wrong road, you know? Yeah. So you were it, the lifeline for that person. Right. Right. So no, it's that's really I mean, that, been, and that's what really what gives back. I mean, that's, it, it, it really does make it all worthwhile when you, when you get that feeling. That it you, really, you know it have. really has. Yeah, it really has. It's been been very amazing. It's been amazing. And I do have to, uh, before I forget is thanks, uh, County executive Steve Ballone was intricate in helping us get this property in Calverton, because that's really going to be a game changer for us. We're over in Calverton now we're on Edwards Avenue and this is a game changer for sure. And, uh, County executive Steve Ballone, uh, and a lot of our legislators and senators were behind us as well. Uh, but we've got that property now and we're very excited about it because, these guys are now have a place. It's a place to go. We've been operating out of our backyards for the last few years. And now we have, a now place you actually to go. have the ranch. We, now we actually have the ranch and that's, it's exciting. Yeah. That and kind of brings it all together. Totally. And that's where I said, all these folks, you know, are coming and helping us put it together. It's amazing. You know, um, they come out every weekend. They were coming out in the winter when it was freezing cold. And then, then obviously with what went on in the world with the pandemic, we had, everything came to a halt, but now we're went to a screeching halt. Right. So now we're coming back again and we just can't wait to have, uh, to be operating in full, full time. So folks can come whenever they need it. They don't have to sit and make an appointment anymore. They're just going to, if they're feeling a little on edge, you know, they just drive out to the ranch. And they can come out, like I said, well, they can just feed the horse or just walk the horse or they can participate in the training. So it's very exciting. And we are super excited about it and really can't wait. We can't thank everybody enough. Yeah, it seems like you're just getting help from from a lot of people that want to see you succeed and want to see this program do really well. Like you said, you're a young program. You've still helped a lot of people already, but Mm -hmm. there's so many more that need help. And Everybody pitching in, whether it's building at the ranch, whether it's helping with the government stuff that can be very daunting, Um, (laughs) you know, each part is is necessary to get you to where you guys need to be to help as many as possible. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And like I said, so many people have helped and the companies that have helped us, like again, like Island Federal Credit Union, Riverhead Building Supply, PSCG, Northwell Health, they've been incredible too. So it's, um, it, it's been great. And, and, and yeah. we're really looking forward to going full bore. It's, it's, it's very exciting. And now the other side of the house, which is the rescuing of the horses, mm-hmm. you actually put the horses up for adoption when, when they're uh, rehabilitated yes. in a way that they can be. Yeah. Um, so you can be contacted for that as well. Yes. And like I said, Tony Simonetti is absolutely incredible. There's uh we're very lucky to have him here on Long Island. He can retrain any horse. You bring him any horse, that guy will be able to retrain it. It'll be putty in his, in his hands by the end of the day. It's uh, hmm. He's really good. And yes, and when the time comes, when that training is transferable, yes, we will have an adoption day. And depending on how many horses we get, you know, um, we're going to, again, we're starting off slow, crawl before you walk. And um, 
We'll have horses. We'll have an adoption day. You can always apply. There'll be, uh, it's not on the website yet because there's no, they're not available at this very moment, but uh, once they're available, there'll be applications to adopt a horse and then you fill that out and um, then we take it from there. And we, and we will look, you know, check into the people who want to adopt it. We will do follow-ups to make sure that that horse is being treated uh, properly. properly. And, yeah. and, you know, and, and now suppose Jason, you decide you want the horse and, and after six months, it doesn't work out. Well, you call us back and say, it's not working out. And we'll take that horse back. We're not going to let that horse end up in bad hands again. That's not going right, to happen. Right. We're not going backwards. No, well, that's We're, not going to happen. No way. Yeah, definitely not. It's good to know because, yeah. you know, sometimes people think it's a great idea. Uh, I live uh, on old horse farms. Mm-hmm. Um, so my property is actually an old horse farm. And I've had neighbors that have had horses and stuff and they've had barns. And you kind of see ones that are doing really good with it and mm-hmm. other ones that are kind of in over their heads. Right. Um, and that can happen. And it's good to know, Hey, listen, I got in over my head. I thought I could do this. I wanted to get a horse mm-hmm. for the family or whatever the case may be. And I can't handle it. Right. Yeah. You know, but, but you want to know that the horse is still going to go to a good place. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and again, like I said, we'll take the horse back. So it's not, you know, cause, and again, another reason why we're not, going to all of a sudden bring in 10 horses or 15 horses is because we don't want to be a rescue that needs rescuing. So we're going to start off slow and um, get these horses right, get them out to the right people. And uh, it's going to be good. It's It's like I said, the mission's twofold and we're super excited about it. Yeah. It, I, like I said, I am, uh, I am very intrigued. I, I definitely looking forward to coming out and seeing what you guys do. I really want to come out and see it in person. I was just about to say, you're going to have to come out now. <laughs> yes, now I definitely do, and I, and I always joke around with my wife about horses because I do I do love them. Um, you know, we, whenever we go on vacation or anything like that, we always try to go either ride or uh, or, or visit a farm or something like that. And and she thinks I'm a little infatuated with it, but that's yeah, I think it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing, yeah. It's definitely yeah. a good thing, yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, so, you definitely uh, have to come out. Without a doubt, I would love that. Um, just real quick, where can we find you? Social media, websites, all that kind of stuff. I know you already mentioned the website one, but please mention it again. Or on social media, where can we find you? WarriorRanchFoundation.org is the website. Warrior Ranch is Facebook, and Warrior Ranch is Instagram and Twitter as well. You just, all right, excellent. You just punch those in and you'll find us. And definitely, please, if uh, you have the extra funds, I know some people are short right now in these these days but if you happen to have it anything will help us so hit that donate button and uh, definitely follow us on instagram like us on facebook and follow us around and come down to the ranch and see us definitely definitely i think anybody out there who who, if this just kind of peaked up in the back of your mind listening to this uh this episode please reach out and 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 take a look at the uh the program that's being offered out here because it sounds like it's just awesome so jason um, thank you so much for having us yeah jason i really appreciate you. you Eileen, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking with me. I, I hope that a lot of people got something out of it and, and we'll be coming to see you shortly. Very good. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> and thank you. Again, I want to thank Eileen and uh, Warrior Ranch Foundation for coming on the show. Uh, a lot of information, uh, you know, difficult subjects to talk about sometimes with PTS. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there trying to help. And as we finished up June and PTSD Awareness Month, uh, you know, 
these organizations, they're out there. Please take advantage of them. If you know somebody who's in need or if you're in need, you know, get out and, and use these uh, coping mechanisms, as Eileen talked about, uh, you know, to deal with whatever is going on uh, in, in your life. Uh, so, again, Eileen, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and, and, and thank you for what you're doing uh, every day and what you're trying to do out in Calvertson because uh, I really think there's going to be some great things coming from uh, Warrior Ranch Foundation. Uh, again, uh, no safety brief this week. Uh, we're going to skip it. I just want to say one thing before we go into the holiday weekend. Uh, be safe. Uh, take care of the person next to you. Take care of your family. Spend time with your family. Uh, there's so much going on in the world right now that takes away from what's really important um, I think we're bombarded every day with such negativity from all sides that um, I think we can quickly lose touch with, with really what's important. And, um, you know, like I said, I was at the park with my daughter today, and, uh, you know, she's a two-year-old, and she'll drive me crazy. But, you know, seeing her go down the big slide for the first time and being able to clap and say, you know, what a big girl you are. You just did the big girl slide. And, you know, hell, it was a slide that I saw five-year-olds not wanting to go down. And, uh, you know, you had that moment of just sheer pride that she has no fear whatsoever. And she really could just ram into anything and tackle any challenge. Um, and that's what's important. Uh, not all this negativity that you see every day on the TV and news and social media and all of that. The thing that's important is that girl going down a slide for the first time and you being at the bottom ready to catch her. Um, you know, and, and that's what I'm going to be thinking about this 4th of July. When I spend time with my family, I'm going to be thinking about my wife who supports me every day, my parents who take care of me when I need it. And, you know, uh, and have always been there for me. And that little girl who just lights me up every time I see her do something new for the, or something for the first time. Um, so I really do, uh, just want to leave it as that. That's my safety brief to you. Be safe. Don't blow your hand off with a firework. Don't drink too much. Remember, there's going to be plenty of Dewey stops out there, so don't do anything stupid. Um, you know, but take that time and enjoy every moment that you can with your family. Um, and and if you are somebody that's feeling alone and you know you need some support, remember there are places and people that you can speak to. Don't let um, another holiday go by where if you're feeling alone, you're not reaching out to get to the support you need. So please do that. Um, and again, you can always email me at um, bulletproofveteran at gmail.com. And if you need help or you just need to write something down and send it to somebody, you can send it to that email address. Uh, it's always open and I'm always checking it. So please do that. But just enjoy that time out there, folks. Um, you know, it's another 4th of July. It's a little different this year, but I'm sure there'll still be fireworks. There'll be cold beer and there'll be some good barbecue. So get out there and enjoy it. All right. And, uh, for Bulletproof Veteran Podcast, my name is Jason and thank you for your service. <laughs>